this is a very <laughs> special. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I just keep going. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Hello. We have a very special guest today. He's back. The original. Dan Buffa, here at your service. Hi, Dan. Hello. I'm Carl Middleman. And I'm Lynn Venhaus, and we're going to dig into the new releases. We welcome Dan back, and we're going to talk about Peanut Butter Falcon coming up next, followed by Ready or Not around minute 20, Angel Has Fallen around minute 30, After the Wedding around minute 38, Loose and One Child Nation around minute 40, New DVDs around minute 50, Dan's Take on Hobbs and Shaw around minute 54, Dwayne The Rock Johnson stories around an hour and seven minutes. Movie news around one hour and 14 minutes. We wrap up the Muni season around one hour and 27 minutes. And then we dive back into David Crosby, Remember My Name, around one hour and 38 minutes. I actually saw, I didn't think I was going to have anything for this week. And then I saw Peter Butter Falcon, which Dan loves. I do. I love it. I finally got my interview up with the directors about 30 minutes ago. Maybe in that... Joe Moskos has been yelling at me all week about getting it up. But just I, well, the I, movie doesn't come out until this I week. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I'll just put it out there. I hate transcribing interviews. I mean, that's why I used to love having a radio show. You right. just go, here's a segment, listen to it, leave me alone. Well, also, they have software for it, but it's not right. No, it's not right, yeah. So um, that's so that's up there. Uh, great guys, Tyler Nelson and uh, Michael Schwartz. So have they done anything before? They have only done short films and short documentaries. Uh, when talking to them, they... When they made the movie, it was it was essentially something that started out as a twenty to thirty grand, you know, idea. And then when everybody kind of started to come on to it, like one actor came after another, so it grew into what it was. I was going to interview the authors as well, but then I was stalled on King's Highway with a <laughs> with a vehicle that wasn't. Well, actually, uh, at sixty four, a vehicle was not moving, so there was that. So yeah. now. Then we're going to make a movie about your life. Yeah. Everyday exploits. Yes. Well, the question is, who was the first person to sign on? Was it Shia or was it um, uh, Dakota? They said um, it, Mick Foley was the first person. Really? Because they wanted the the wrestling aspect was very important. It was. And they needed somebody so like Mick, Mick Foley. So I guess Mick Foley does these stand-up storytelling shows, and they went down, and they pitched it to him. He said, yes, the movie got made three years later. Wow. So well, did he get help get Jake the Snake then? Jake Roberts? Um, yeah. Well, Jake, they, they contacted him through social media. Really? Oh wow! Well, I read about an article uh, with uh, with the directors and Tyler. Well, they both grew up in North Carolina, where it's at the Outer yeah. Banks, and they figured they could use their friends, and they wouldn't yeah. need permits, and they could use all this That's local what, color. Yeah. And they knew Zach Gotsagan, right? Gotsagan, the kid, the kid. I, I, I say Gotsagan, but it could be anything. Yeah, it could be that. So they he, knew he, him. He's because, just happy. Yeah, because, he's happy. yeah. Oh, what a what a great kid. Um, they uh, found him through. They did workshops with young actors, and he wanted to be an actor and yeah. disabilities. And they knew him, and he was like, "We're gonna make a movie," and and he wanted to be an actor. And they were like, "Well, you know, you have Down syndrome." Yeah. But then he <laughs> said, well, he told, he said, "We're gonna do it together." Yeah, and, and they so went then, off and did it. So that's what, that's how that developed. They they, they kind of compared it to when they told me they said they compared the making of the movie to kind of like what you see on Chop, the cooking show. Mm-hmm. You get a basket of goods one by one, you kind of put it together. Um, Tyler did grow up on the banks. He he knew that the crabbing people. He had, he knew people with boats, so they could film that that stuff for free. But then it was just kind of like, and then Shia. 
they never dream in the world that they would get Shia LaBeouf, but then he came on, and then they had instant chemistry, and now they're best friends. They say Shia comes over for barbecues every week. Well, it was a, a rare find. They have a great chemistry. Before we get too far, let's tell the plot. The Peanut yeah. Butter Falcon is about a young boy with Down syndrome who dreams of breaking out of the residential nursing home he's at with all the old people. Including because, Bruce Stern. Bruce yeah. Stern's amazing. Bruce, his name, he's, he's playing Carl. <laughs> but, he used to be an engineer before I got in here. But the, <laughs> the state has put him in, instead of putting him in a facility yeah. with young adults, they've put him into a nursing home. He has nobody to really care for him. His so family he's kinda, has abandoned him. He, he He's in basically, you know, he's in a situation where he, he didn't want to be there, but he, he has no choice. And he keeps trying to escape. He keeps trying. <laughs> I love the way the movie just opens up right with an escape attempt. It's just <laughs> it's, quick. I know. And the kid's ingenious, really. He is. And and there's a kind caretaker, Dakota Fanning, plays Eleanor. No, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Dakota oh, Fanning I'm is in, sorry. Is in, is in Once Upon a Time. And I'm sorry. Crazy. Like, wow. The crazy lady that all we have to see is her feet for the first five minutes, but that's another story. Dakota. Oh, so yeah, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I'm so sorry, a daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffin. Melanie Griffin. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and you've seen her fully frontal naked in all yes, of the uh, Fifty Shades movies. Fifty Shades of Dakota. But this, but this one, she's actually acting rather yeah. than just being yeah. naked. Not as bland good. as she usually no, is. No, I, I think she's an actress that just needs, she needs a role like this to really, and she also need. I think Shia, especially in the first time they meet in that drugstore, mm -hmm. really brings it out of her. Like, just that you can feel an actor the back pulling out mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the goodness of another actor. Well, so Shia LaBeouf plays a uh, scruffy fisherman who's had a personal tragedy and Dakota's Which they really never, they allude to a lot, but they never actually say what it is. Well, they show... Well, no, they, there's one scene. But I think I, I, think I mean, what you can figure it out. Is that he, yeah, he went off the road and, he, he, and his brother was was killed. But His bro ex, brother played by a friend And also, another short little story, uh, Bernthal and Sh Shia LaBeouf are good friends. And they made essentially, Fury together. And essentially... Uh, Tyler and Michael Schwartz said, can you call John Bernthal? He Shia, doesn't have any lines. <laughs> Shia, yeah. Shia called John Bernthal and Bernthal did it on a whim. So and he probably did it in like one day. They probably yeah, they shot it. It's was, all B day. It was one day. It's yeah. all B roll. They well, don't need any. That was a favor from Shia. As you start watching this movie, it's one great actor after another. You're just like, whoa. And then uh, Zach plays Zach. Mm -hmm. And his Minus favorite. Minus a C. Yeah. His, <laughs> yeah. his, his favorite wrestler is Thomas Hayden Church's saltwater salt redneck. redneck redneck and he has Come posters. to my wrestling school <laughs> yeah and he wants to go to his school and he's got this VHS tape of the school yes. and so it was probably huge in the 80s because yeah. it's we, on a VHS it, it tape. reminded me of like something that a Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior would make mm -hmm. come down to my wrestling school and another way or man, a Rowdy Piper what is, <laughs> Bruce Stern said man if I had a name for every time he watched this I'd be a rich man <laughs> so so Zach escapes and he's on Shia LaBeouf's boat and that's how that happens. And they farm an unlikely alliance. They really do, yeah. Well, because they find out that they're both on the run because Shia, Shia's character has um, not been fishing necessarily yeah, legally. He's, he's, he's essentially, he works at this like fish and cleaning place where he basically goes out in boats and picks stuff up, but he's been taking people's crabs. He's, he's been, been going into other people's crab pots and yeah, taking their and taking hauls. them. Yeah, taking their hauls, including Duncan, played by the great John Hawks. We, who we haven't seen in a long who time. He, who he runs afoul of. So essentially, he basically kind of burns this guy's property and runs off on a boat. 
And, of course, the boat happens to have little Zach, who finally did Hiding. escape, thanks to the wonderful engineering efforts of his buddy, uh, Bruce Dern. And uh, Yellow Wolf is John Hawk's buddy. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Wolf, the uh, rapper, singer. Yeah. He All plays, tatted up. Yeah, he plays a character Rat called Boy. Rat Boy. Rat Boy. <laughs> no lines. I will say. Yeah, he does. I will say, a person who does it all, man. He, he Jaya gets like beat up and he gets dirt rubbed in his face. And That's a also, tough scene. It's also like not superhero fighting. This is no. like actual guy gets punched no. in the face, he's down yeah. and he's bleeding. Jaya tries to sucker punch Duncan and just misses and just goes down. But um Yeah, so they're on the run and they uh and Dakota Johnson's character, Eleanor, is looking for Zach too because the administrator of the nursing home is blaming her. And you mean to tell me that you had a man who was, who was no, who has no way in the world squeeze out of this place? That <laughs> guy's got one scene. He's mm-hmm. just so good. But that that's kind of like known what, flight risk. A known flight risk. You better go out. And, I mean, it's just that's the, the movie though. Like you said, it's everybody just shows up and every actor is just on their game. I I loved. Shy in this, I think that it, it's one of those roles that it's uh, a sweet film. It is. It's a very sweet film, but it's also got a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of great moments. The moment where they're sitting on that little raft, mm-hmm. and Zach says, "I'm going to give you all my birthday wishes," and just Shy mm-hmm. just putting his head on his shoulder. It's just a, it's a movie that is sweet, but I think they moved at, at their own pace. It wasn't forced. I mean, yeah, it's it came ambling. together. Yeah, it's very. It's very, it's powerful, but it's not overly like, hey, look at us. We're trying to be powerful here. They compared it to um, Mark Twain's style. Uh, yeah. Script. They they even mentioned that, too. Kind of like, don't, you remember, Finn, yeah. don't you remember that uh, Mark Twain? You like Mark Twain, don't you? Because he's yeah. he's goading her because she's from the big city. Yeah, she's, from gone the, she's, to, she's, she's a college got, girl. She's got a degree. Yeah, she's got a big degree. And, and there's just a lot of, I mean, I think the chemistry between God Sagan and LaBeouf is really well done. If that doesn't work, the whole film falls apart. He spends 20 minutes in his underwear. He does. And I, I will say that's, that's good <laughs> acting. But, I mean, it's just, it felt like a very lived-in movie. And I, I like those when indies, they have that. It's just, you can tell, like, Shia's character, Shia's dirty. I mean, and, and God Sagan is running around in his underwear. And, Duncan's wearing like the sleeveless shirts and he's just everybody looks like they exist instead of hey you just came from wardrobe exactly I mean yeah. that's it's a, a very big deal. natural film it's a natural film and all the back uh the backdrop too like the guy that's at the convenience store and he's yeah. buying the peanut butter which is what they live <laughs> on it's 13 bucks the poor guy's like you mind if I take a drink to calm my nerves <laughs> he just gets this <laughs> big jug that we put ice tea into mm-hmm. and I it's love where Shia takes a pony and he goes, oh, yeah, that's homemade. That's homemade. And it's because Shia's, he's got all of his possessions in one bag, which includes a shotgun yeah. that is shut. You know, I've never, uh, could, I feel kind of nervous. And pants I feel, and shoes. Uh, boots. They're boots. rain boots. Yeah. I feel kind of nervous because uh, I don't like making dealings with people holding shotguns. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I, and he just takes it off and puts on. He because, still has it. Because Shia's character, Tyler, is a survivor. So mm-hmm. he has all of his possessions on him. He's obviously a guy who you, you'll find out in scenes with John Bernthal, who plays his brother, is dealing with a tragedy that just will not let him his go. His brother was the smart one. His brother was kind of like the popular smart one, the guy who took the charge. Everybody, you could tell Duncan. John Hawk's character was afraid of John Bernthal's character, but now that he's gone, Tyler, who's kind of a younger, more troubled, more of a criminal, not a criminal, but he does criminal things, 
Dispozy's trying to survive. On emotion. Yeah, he, he, he's simply he trying think. He's trying to find his way in this world, and he finds his way when he meets Zack. Here, here are two unlikely characters put together on this journey down south to this wrestling school. And I felt like the film didn't play all its cards in the first half. It really got better. It's short. And better. It's only an hour and 36. Better. Yeah, it's 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 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a parts of it where they're just, you know, walking and talking, which is you know, easy to do. But let's talk about Shia LaBeouf because, you know, he has had a checkered career and his reputation isn't good in it's Hollywood. Not. And he keeps making movies and he did this and one. And yeah. I think it might. It, I think it just proves that. Uh, he can carry a film. Yeah. He hasn't done that in a long time. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, I, here's my opinion about Shia LaBeouf. I think, and I told the directors this, and they agree. I think some actors take a role, they play it, and they leave it. I think Shia takes roles, and he climbs inside and lives there for like weeks and weeks. And um, Tyler Nelson, the co-director, said he, you know, he 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 wants a pound of flesh. He out of a role. He wants it to be a cathartic experience. And I think that. Shia has been acting since he was a kid, so he's never. Roger re- Greenlight, e- even Stevens. Yeah, even oh, yeah. Stevens. He was Emmy nominated. I mean, and, I mean, every holes. Oh. everything that they. So this is a guy who's never experienced a childhood, mm-hmm. and he's but he was thrust into that Spielberg world of Crystal Skull yes. and Transformers. But I just think he's never really had the chance to really grow up, have a proper childhood, and so he does have this, you know, this isolated thing where he doesn't really know how to deal with the movie star aspect. He's a great actor, but I think when he has to stop being Tyler, he's lost. And I think until like he could tell in Fury. And I think on that in interviews, Brad Pitt said this guy is one of the best I've worked with. And the uh, Michael Schwartz said that John Hawks came up to him at the end. He said, Look, I worked with uh, hundreds of actors and nobody's better than Shia. That's what John Hawks told him. And he, you can feel that that if they just get him on the set, he's mm-hmm. a genius. Kind of like Mickey Rourke used to be, you right. know, when he was as young. There age. are a lot of aspects of the wrestler in this movie. Yes, I was thinking there too. are. Yeah, especially when, the way it's filmed. It's very mm-hmm. kind of trashy, but in a good way. Right when they when they find a saltwater redneck and Thomas it's Hayden Church, we so were talking good. about this uh, last yesterday about how when you see Thomas Hayden Church, you know you're going to get. Yeah, except in Spider-Man except in Spider-Man Three, the one, the one, the one paycheck, and of course to be the most the the, the, the worst. He's to, still in the worst Spider-Man. To be though. the vulgar one here, and one of my favorite lines from Sideways, where he tells the innocent Paul Giamatti, "Yep, we're here to have me have a good time, and he gets your bones smooched." Mm-hmm. And nobody can say that line better than Thomas Hayden Church. But he's one of those guys that shows up on a movie. And he's even good in the, in the TV series Divorce with Sarah mm-hmm. Jessica Parker. He shows up in this movie, and you're like, yeah, you are you look just like Saltwater. I, you look like an 80s wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's down on his luck, and then he... Well, he's he's Thomas Hayden Church. He's, as you were saying yesterday, he was good on Wings. He was good on... He, when they tried to make him a sitcom star on his own yeah. on Fox, was that Ned and Stacy? Yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> That that didn't work. He's but just you know he's one of those guys, and I love that scene because you see Zach's face just come undone. And being that I was the re- another reason I love this film is I'm, I, I was a wrestling fanatic. I mm-hmm. was an Ultimate Warrior. I watched Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan fight at Keel Opera House mm-hmm. on the big screen, <laughs> and I was like, come on! I mean, I painted my face like Ultimate Warrior. I cried when he lost. Mm. So if I ever met 
Jim Helwig, who was kind of a drug addict and crazy person, I probably would be like Zach. I'd be like, oh, you're not you're not Ultimate Warrior. So I kind of I put mm-hmm. myself in that position there. But I don't know. I think a lot of the character aspects, you know, a lot of times critics, we, we, we really demand character development. And they, they really, really, really develop these characters. I mean, from the minute you see Shia on the water, you can tell he's trouble, but you don't really know why. Same about Zach. Same about Dakota Johnson's character. You could tell that she doesn't have to have this job, but she's just doing it because she cares about him well the cliche about you know you find a family you can make your own family yes that's the whole running the best theme line here. of the movie comes from but friends of the family you choose mm-hmm. yeah and then when he introduces them as his as family, family that just breaks your heart it is it's great and, and you can see that again like i can don't I think tyler really expected mm-hmm. it i don't think dakota expected it i just love eleanor I don't want to go. He tosses the keys into the ocean. And I love the reaction of Shia just kind of going, moving his body like, yep, we're going to go in the boat now. <laughs> I just love yeah. it. It's And Jake the Snake Roberts, who I think the directors rightly say is the villain of this movie. There's the great shot of him sitting in the back of that, that, that uh, car, mm-hmm. just looking like the guy not having fun. He does fun. not want to be there. Because here's this kid trying to be a wrestler, and this is Jake the Snake who bled and... You know, bled his life out for this uh, this uh, career. So there's a lot of little, like I said, nuances in all the characters. And the the guy in the backwoods uh, that uh, is shooting <laughs> the blind, the blind guy is a, by fire. Uh, I don't do look, that one. Let me talk to you about Jesus Christ. It's you just know, great. are you it's a believer? Just, yes. All right, yeah, come I just on. Love, in. I love where Dakota Johnson goes. No, let me tell you about the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just all sorts of local color. It's a surprise. I heard uh, um, advertising on the radio coming in to this morning, and I thought, well, they're really hawking it. But they had a slow build. Mm -hmm. They were at South by Southwest. They won the Narrative Spotlight, which is basically the Audience Award. They've won Audience Awards at a couple places. It's got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was 97. It's gone down a little bit. It's gone down. Well, more reviews are going to come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... I mean, I, I again, I, I watched this movie three times. I'm probably going to watch it a fourth. It's just, again, it's 90 minutes. It's really quick. And I think even if you have a problem with Shia LaBeouf or you don't like Dakota Johnson, I think this film kind of defies all that because I think you see characters here, not the actors. It grows on you. It's genuinely moving. Yeah. And I gave That's it a, a B+. Plus. Genuine, yeah. yeah. Is it your favorite film of the summer so far? It, it, is, my summer? Favorite, it is my favorite film of the year so far. It's really? number one. Above Endgame. It is above uh, Endgame and Yesterday, which is number two. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you weren't on our show where we did our yesterday. Top five. I swear, I watched yesterday and I was like, wow. I mean, it's just that was that was. That I was love incredible. that. That's did it. you gasp off. like everybody else in the theater? I gasped? did. I, I gasped big time. I almost warned them. Can you play that scene again? I um, am nominating that for best scene. Really? Mm-hmm. But then you give it away. But no, you don't have to. You can say the surprise. Yeah, I mean the surprise at the cottage. I mean, I was on the Frank Opinion show, and we had most of us have watched it, so Mm -hmm. we just kind of just said it. But Frank saw it too. Frank, I I tell you what, when I went before I went on this show a a little about a year and a half, almost two years ago, I mean Max told me he didn't watch movies. I think I'm making him watch Mm -hmm. movies because now I come in there. And he's seen stuff that I haven't seen. So, like I, I knew he was going to watch Blinded by the Light. Right. So I had to watch that. This uh, I, I watched it right before I came on his show yesterday. Other day. I watched it at one o'clock. But and, yeah, and did you like it? I, I did. I, I, it's I, another I, sweet. Film. I, I liked how it was different than yesterday, where you know those words enliven that struggling musician's life. On well, this one, 
his the words enliven they they give this guy's life meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that was great. And the mom and dad and Blinded by the Light, those those two broke my heart. I still think that He's, he would have known who Bruce Springsteen was before his buddy told him what. Especially in 1987. <laughs> I, just, I just love, it's a spoiler, but I love, love when the dad pulls the tape on and puts it in. like, yeah, born to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I follow the Jews. Follow the Jews. <laughs> he's like, are you, are you sure this guy's not Pakistani? I think he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Robert Wall. Who's the comedian that's in Bull Durham that has Robert this, Wall. Yeah. He does this great routine about how New Jersey wanted to have Born to Run as the state song and he broke all the lyrics down He's about like, like um, you're trying to escape trying to get out of <laughs> to New get out yeah you He's know? so good yeah lollygagger sir yeah <laughs> all right so what okay. else is opening up this week yeah. well we have some indies oh wait a minute. oh wait peanut butter falcon wasn't indie <laughs> that's that right the epitome of an indie okay yes. well i guess the big block well there's two block but we have angel has fallen and also ready uh, or not i didn't see any of them but max our buddy Max Foisey saw Ready or Not, and he said that it is being misrepresented. It is an amazing comedy, and they should not be putting I, it. I watched it too, and, and I think that I think the same thing. I think the secret sauce of that movie is the dark comedy. It's not joking humor. It's just like they're in on the joke. It's tongue in cheek. It's self aware. So you saw I, it. I, I oh think, yeah, yeah, you have to review yeah. it on the TV. Yeah, which which didn't happen by the way. We'll we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. A little TV news, but uh, I, I did. I, I watched Ready or Not, and uh, I knew Samara Weaving from the show Showtime series called Smilf, mm-hmm. where she's got a very small role. Oh, so she's not the. Uh title character no she's not she 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 is the title characters the person who is dating the title character's ex okay friend all right um and why, she gets why and the she, mom is and, single and she gets to yeah she gets to use her accent which i think i think she's australian but in this one you know it's a movie that doesn't have a lot of stars a lot of tv stars adam brody is it blumhouse henry yeah uh, okay. i think it is uh, it's got henry Sizerney, who i know from mission mm-hmm. impossible is Tom Cruise he put the gum really on. good in that. And no, he, he was said, g- he was good in this TV show that started off first year great called Revenge. Yeah, I was telling and, people who he was, and it's like, don't you remember the scene? Tom Cruise gets the piece of gum out, then Emilio Estevez gets him, goes red, red, blue, puts it on the glass, it explodes. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, what? He's in a lot of he's in a lot of TV. Yeah, he's kind of like a face. But uh, yeah. and Annie McDowell is in it. I think the movie is like Get Out meets The Purge. That, that, <gasps> Andy McDowell looks really old in this film the but she's supposed to the eyebrows of Andy McDowell were scary she was just in that movie Only the Brave she played Jeff Bridges' wife in that okay. movie and she was very lovely wow. in that movie Joel, Jeff Bridges also looks old in that movie he too, does though. but well, that, you know why no facial hair he looked mm-hmm. weird in that movie they took off all of his facial hair because he needs to have a goatee it almost should be in his like human bylaws <laughs> but it, it, I liked it I thought it was uh I, I give it a three out of four. I wouldn't give it like a three and a half, four, but it's a movie that is it's Being, quick. It's 95 minutes. Um, it gets right to it. Um, Samara Weaving gets better as the film goes on. It's kind of like her going out party, um, her coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie called You're Next in 2011. Yes, that's what a lot of with people Shawnee are comparing Vincent. it to. That's what I would compare it to as well. But it's like Get Out meets The Purge because you have – all night aspect they mm-hmm. have until they have to the kill morning her. to kill her. Oh, well, t- tell the tell oh. the uh, okay. So appara- apparently her name is Grace and she is going to marry a young man called I want to say I forgot his name. Uh, he's played by Mark O'Brien, who's also on a Showtime series called City on a Hill. 
they are just a young couple of love birds, and he's she's getting ready to get married. And, of course, Adam Brody plays the groom's brother, and he tells her, which is what we hear a lot, oh, don't do it. You, you, sh- you should run away. And, of course, we know why she should go, but she doesn't. She is oblivious to what's going to happen. So, like, do they – there's – the audience sees yeah. that they're weird. And it's really it's because they see each other before the wedding, which is it should be like, a, isn't that bad luck? Yeah. Which, of course, Mark O'Brien turns is out Alex, that way. Anna Brody yes. is Daniel. And he's really good on, on that Kevin Bacon Showtime series called uh, City on a Hill. And mm-hmm. you can tell he's, he, he cannot hide his Boston accent in this movie mm-hmm. either. But um, they play a couple young lovebirds, and they're going to get married, and they get married in this big mansion. And you could tell his family's a little stiff, and they're a little weird. And... Uh, after they get married, uh, he tells her, well, at midnight, we're going to play a game. And she just thinks, okay, uh, it's weird, but okay, let's go play a game. And and Henry Sisnery uh, plays Alex's father, and he tells her about the game. And it's like, you know, it's an ancient ritual they do. And it's like they respect this god that used to live in the house. Their last name is uh, Ladormus, I think. Yes. Very fancy name. They they Tony had Ladormus, they made it? their money off a, a gaming company, so they're they're very very rich. Mm. And the thing is about this is that they could the, the card she could pull is to play a board game, or she could play checkers. But if you pull a card that says hide and seek, what she does, she's just like. And I love Samara Weaving's grace. Just goes, what do I just go hide and you find me? And Henry Sisney's like, in a way, yes, and. So she goes and runs. So down she has the hall. to hide until she daybreak. has to hide until yeah until dawn, and uh, then they or else they'll kill her. And uh, else yeah, they, uh, well no, if they if she makes it, she um she makes it out alive. But according to Henry Sisney, the whole family dies if they don't kill her. Because there's some again, there, there's some kind of voodoo uh-huh. aspect to it to where including the husband. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Anybody who's involved in hunting her will die if they don't kill her. If it gets light outside, they die. That's the whole thing. Okay, so and, I, they're not. First of all, they're not saying that part of the movie at no, all. No, well, 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 he keeps saying that. Like, if we don't kill her, we're all gonna die. And you keep wondering why, and you find out in the end why. Okay, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But so she runs off down the hall, and they're getting bows and arrows, and old shotguns, and old rifles, and you have like the part of the family that doesn't even want to do it. They're just like, Ugh, okay, we got to do this. Because it doesn't happen a lot. It's only happened a couple times. When they get married? When, when, when you when, when you draw the card that says hide and seek. Well, hold on. Oh, so like when Andy McDowell married into this family, yeah. she got to play yeah, a board game. Yeah, she got to play a board game. And and, you, and and I like the way some of the family is nervous. They're not all just like gung-ho evil. They're like, but they don't want to do this. Is it oh, – is it like the purge where if they kill her it's okay and they don't get charged with murder? No, yeah, yeah, it's basically like that. It's 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 essentially like, like yeah, I mean they have a way of covering up. They're rich, they're powerful, they have connections, but they have this curse hanging over them mm. that if they don't finish the job, they'll die. Okay. And, and and again, there's not a lot of great performances in it, but Samara Weaving is really good. It hinges on her. She plays this woman who goes from being an oblivious bride to being kind of a badass. I mean, she has to do that in order to survive, but it's funny. You have this evil old aunt who just looks like death. She has this spiked up gray hair. She doesn't like the bride, of course. She really likes the tradition. She tells him, okay, well, you're going to die. And it's just, it's all this dark humor that really makes the serious and the ridiculousness of the situation better. Nikki Godaline, uh, Gagnad- yeah, she is Aunt nuts. Helene? Yeah, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Lee is kind of nuts. And again, it's it's not, it's very short. 
I, I liked it. I, I think the 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 reason you don't like the actors is kind of good. You don't have a lot of names in it. I think act a real big star would have kind of taken away from the plot, the thriller aspect. It's kind of a scrappy little horror indie. That's kind of what I call it. And it's it's again, the, it's funny. Do you think it's being mismarketed? I, I do think. I think it's just kind of being marketed as like okay, it's, it's another, a horror film. Not a horror film, but it's really they have to really key in it's on the smarter humor. than that. It's smarter. It's ingenious. I think it's also just funny i mean everybody is in on the joke max compared it to happy death day the original in a way because when when she is avoiding that death it's kind of like it's funny it's not like serious you think she's getting killed but she's learning stuff and 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 it's it's done in a way like groundhog day where you're like oh she's gonna die but she's gonna learn a little something here she keeps dying yeah 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 yeah, or or is that too much what mean me saying that no 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 i mean yeah the whole idea is that she has to keep dying to figure out you know who the killer is and in this one she has to slowly go from just regular innocent bride to trying to survive and i think that you have to have actors that don't try to give too much this is going to sound weird don't try to give too much of a performance just kind of roll with the plot and have some fun, and I think you so have that. So they're confused as, they're as confused. much as you are. And I mean, I think we're in we're in the position of her. Like we're we're thinking, okay, so what if we married into a family? And what would you do? And at twelve oh one a.m., we go to this big secret room with a bunch of guns and mountain animals on it. You know, we're kind of in her position. And I think that for B movie fun, I think it waves its B movie freak flag pretty pretty hard, and that's great. And the fact that, again, you have to know you're supposed to laugh, though. So if you're not a horror fan, I mean, if you're not a horror fan, I think you can like this because they kind of laugh at a lot of the horror genre elements. So okay. I, I, I liked it. I, I don't think it's great, but I do think that it's something different. You appreciated it. I appreciate it, yeah. And again, I think it's kind of a combination of Get Out meets The Purge with a little bit of Your Next in it. Nice. All right, Lynn, what else did you see? Uh, well... <laughs> um, I had a detour this week with my dental surgery. So you I think, saw I, almost, so I, think I, I almost put Lynn to sleep with my review. No, 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 no. no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I think it's um, the drugs. It's yeah. the drugs. <laughs> the angel the has... Drugs. Oh, I angel has fallen. Angel not, has fallen. I have not seen any of those three movies. Okay. Oh, well, I, I saw Olympus have. has fallen. And Wait, here, is it the second one? Let, no, uh, that's the first. London has fallen. London has the fallen. Second and one. the next one's going to be uh, Detroit has fallen. Oh, my goodness. But here's the thing. I like Gerard Butler and certain things. I, I think that he was really good in a movie that was overlooked called Den of Thieves. It was kind of a heat ripoff. Mm-hmm. It had cops and robbers. He was good because he was playing somebody that had some depth. He was playing kind of like the Pacino character. And I liked him in... Uh, What's the surf? Chasing Mavericks. He played that surfing instructor. He was good in that. And 300. 300. But he does a lot of shit. I mean, he just... He (laughs) He does. That's why I've given up on him because he did did those horrible romantic comedies. And I just was like, oh, and then the preacher one. Yes, I love you. Oh, (laughs) and then the the preacher dude uh, in South Africa. But Geostorm and then a couple action ones, which I don't even go to. But I thought, you know, Angel has fallen, has a good cast. If you ever have... Lynn, if you value my opinion, you I will do. go watch Den of Thieves because I think okay. it, the movie is really good. And I think, wow, this is actually giving Gerard Butler. He plays kind of this bad human great cop. And this one, he just looks generic, even with the clean shape. But he's thing. supposed to be—he's he supposed to be super spy. And you have Morgan Freeman who just is phoning and it in. And he's been the in trailer. all three of them, also. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Aaron Eckhart so they, was in the first two. Okay. And he's I guess not he's not one? president anymore. I guess Morgan Freeman's president now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, there's been three films, and they do well, and they make them for cheap. That's why they keep making the movies that they do well. I think they make them for like a Tony Scott like sixty million dollars, mm. and then and then they oh, make. Oh yeah, but Peter Bear Falcon was made for twenty. And you can see the CGI all the time. The CGI in these is pretty yeah. ridiculous. It's just when, he, when when all the drones are flying over, they're like, yes. "Sir, sir, get down!" Like this is such. And then the just... and and the and in the trailer, we're just course, revealing we're the trailer. The trailer. <laughs> but the, it's it's not. You know that the Secret Service would know exactly what those yes. are. Oh, Air traffic control will talk to the Secret Service and go, you have some stuff in your region. Oh, what are those? They're drones. And, and guess look, what drones can know, do? Here's the thing. I, I, there's a movie called White House Down that I love. Yes, I like it because, so much better. Because it, it was in on the joke. They had fun. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is making yes. jokes about his shoes. And Channing Tatum is never not wears a tank top in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Jason Clark's the bad guy. And that one... They're kind of in on it, and it's fun. This one is like a wood. It's like a stale piece of pizza. So you saw the first two and wouldn't. Go I watched see the, the third, first one. The and first I watched one? second one. And I stopped watching it. Really? Oh, so you watched one and a half. I of watched the three. one and a half. I was like Gerard, man. You know, it's almost like when you go out with your best friend and you go, "I can't go to that bar, man. I can't. I'm not going to go in there." And that's basically what let's I did go, with let's Gerard. Let's go to a new bar. bar. <laughs> let's go to a new bar where you're not in it, and you're not. You put some facial hair on. Um, <laughs> but it's just he's just. I think this is one of those. You know, it's like Lorenzo Lamas movies back mm. in the day where he was like this B-movie. I think Gerard is better than that. I've seen him be better than that. So when I see him in these even movies. Even in 300. Even right? in 300, he's like, we are. Sparty kicks the guy in the, in the hole. So I watched that just to kind of cleanse myself of the London has fallen. But this movie, it just looks generic to uh, its core. Well, I will say he was here for the game, the greatest game that was played, the the soccer movie. The soccer movie. movie. Yeah. Um, He seems like like, like a good, he uh, seems like a funny dude. I guess his friends uh call him Jerry. So I guess uh, when you interview him, he was not uh, that great. No, I didn't didn't interview him when he did the soccer movie, but I know somebody that was on the set. and uh, He's not good. He's he's kind of difficult, really. He's kind of Val Kilmer-ish. Yeah. Chris, Christian Bailey. He, yeah, he, he, you're in my line of sight. There's bad. There's bad. <laughs> I'll never forget that video. Bad juju. There's, there's bad stories about and, him. And, and of course, when I, I think you get away with that when you're really, really good, like Christian Bale. But like he Christian was, Bale. Right, but he was young. He was like starting out because this. Really? Is, what was that? 2005. Something so he had like a little. That. And he had that attitude. He, was in he had that a little horrible. Vin Diesel attitude, huh? Yeah, and he was also in that. Uh, um, that uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, he, was yes, the he was. Phantom. He was. Yeah. Oh my I God. About that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. because of that, I think he had um, people, and you know, they were all contracted to come to the, the he had to p- kiss premiere. Ross, not fair. Yeah. Yes. He he had to um, come to the premiere in St. Louis. Yeah. So they all had to come, but that was when Wes Bentley was big heroin addict, and that was when uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wes Bentley, who's very good yeah, on, the, on the Paramount series called Yellowstone. Yeah, and he almost died, and now he's clean and and uh, is all he that. still is he, is he still filming plastic bags flying around? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he and Shia. But, yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. there's just, <laughs> be a good movie. Those Wes and Shia. Let's just put like that. The ladies on the set did not have a pleasant really? experience when it's the guys because, were because, here. Because you know he's really big on Twitter and Instagram. He always puts like these funny things Who, up. Wes like, or Gerard? Um, Gerard Butler is very. I mean, he well, called, people can change. 
I will say there was a movie that I loved of his that nobody saw, Law Abiding Citizen. Him and Jamie Foxx were really good. It was kind of Jamie Foxx again. Yeah, it it was a low rent kind of thriller where he played this guy who was in prison, kind of orchestrating stuff from the inside on Jamie Foxx's character. I liked it. It was one of those things my dad and I went and saw. It reminded me of the movies from the 80s that passed on your over your radar but you saw them it was it, very violent it was though. good but it was a good role for him as he played this guy who you weren't really sure if he was a good or a bad guy he was doing these things for a reason he took the steak bone and got out he did yeah movie. there were some rough scenes in that movie but you know hey he, he, he got his in the end though he he, he got he uh right. well he's hit or miss and yeah. so he's, i th- that is the yeah. best way to put it he is a guy Gerard that i Butler. think Hit or miss. Hit or miss. He's a guy that I think could have been like a really good action star, but he's now he's just kind of phoning it in a lot. He, he, he like in this. Well, he's got to make. He's got to pay the bills. I know. And, and Angel is. I mean, he must have a lot of bills. I mean, <laughs> Angel is falling. Well, how long has see. this series been going on? I know there's a third film, but is it three? I watched films the in first film in years? theaters. I, I want to say that would be a good estimate. I'm going to look it up. I, I would say years. seven years because I remember the first film came out. And we're like, oh man, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman. This was right around um, three hundred. He was still feeling the heat from 300. 300's a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it shows that it's the middle of August <laughs> and people are going back yeah, to school. Yeah, but you school. know, okay. Uh, so, but. 2013. 2013. So good, good shot. Six nice. years. So, yeah, but there are some good things. Peanut Butter Falcon's coming out. Right. Uh, the first film got a Metascore rating of 44. Now I'm going to look at the next two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else is out, We Lynn? have a, a couple indies. Uh, After the Wedding, which I After the Wedding? I did not see that one. London is no. Fallen, 28. Ooh, wow. And then what do you have for uh, <laughs> Olympus? Well, they, do they release them before they're released? 45. 45. Means, Angel has gone up. Well, you know what that means. It yeah. means that not all the uh, people are waiting till <laughs> no, Friday till they there. come out. And um, I did not see after the wedding because it was at eleven o'clock in the morning, and we did. Not I made get to kind see of a, you know, this is what I did with that one. I watched the trailer, and I was, I, I had stuff to do. I was like, the trailer just didn't grab me, so I passed it up. It's a remake of a very recent film, isn't it? Julianne Moore and uh, and Michelle Williams, really? Oh so, yeah, yeah, I know Michelle Williams is in it, but it, you, so it has a good cast. But it just but, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, didn't Julianne Moore her production company? Saw the original and that they yeah, were going to yeah, yeah. remake it. And my, yeah. I mean, I really, think she's married to the sometimes director. Sometimes when, when I'm indecisive, I, I go, dude. I do go to IMDb Metascore and I read their, because they're really snip, like snippets of reviews, really mm-hmm. quick. And they just said that it just it was one of those useless remakes that they just kind of you know like um, Lion King. Yeah, like Americans, <laughs> American studio and actors wanted to make it, and it just it's kind of like lifeless. There's, I think it only has a Metascore rating of less than fifty. But like Gloria Bell is a remake. Too. Yeah. It's just one of those movies. Why do that they keep doing these? I saw it and I was like, "Yeah, good cast, but I think I can wait till." Because you know, if you, it has to be worth it. It has to be worth it to go up there. And at this point in the year, as critics, we all know what what's right around the corner mm-hmm. are voting things going to be coming up the in Irishman. three months. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to go at this point. You have to go. Is it worth it, or do I just skip it? And, are they and, going and to show it. us the Irishman, or are they going to make us watch it yes, on television? Yes. I, I, I think that's going to be a situation like like Roma, mm-hmm. yeah. where, they, where they give us the free food and they give us like the yes, Ronnie's we know this theater. is on Netflix, but yeah. it's Marty. But it's Marty Scorsese, so why not? 
Yeah, he does, and he does say his name Scorsese, not Scorsese. So I was kind right. of right. <laughs> well, the New, the New York Times put out a list of the best movies of 2019 so far, and they included Gloria Bell. And I read the thread of comments. I know because we all hated it, and I read the thread of comments. People are like, "I went, I saw this because you recommended it, and I, it was I, the so John Turturro character was so." They're, messed you don't up want, and unlikable you, you don't like any of them at the yeah. end and you're just like and how, you watching people brush their teeth and go through <laughs> I mean, I mean, regular I life mean, it, it felt like a movie that wanted to be something but it lost its gps at about halfway through what was it what's the other movie that's coming okay up? we have a di- we have loose which is one of those that neither of you saw yeah is, no is well we tried we tried but is the, it loose or it, well it, it's, lucky. Ba- it's basically italian for light oh, okay so it's a it's foreign film yeah yeah well, well, no, the, Naomi the Watts. Oh. The character is, is named um, Lucy. It, it means it, it means uh, light in Italian. Okay. Loose. Okay. So so Naomi Watts and Tim Roth have an adopted black son, mm-hmm. and he's the shining example of the American dream. And he's in high school, and then they find out some disturbing things about him, mm. and it's about he's not what he seems. Yeah, <gasps> not what he seems. Uh-oh. Loose is and more it's, dark. And it's life. based. It's it's a lot of the current headlines. Oh, that kind of script. So it's topical. Yeah, mm. topical. And so neither of us saw it because we went to watch it, and the link had expired. Well, I mean, last <laughs> night I, I think mine was going to expire at like eleven o'clock last night, and I'm sitting there at eight, and I'm like, yeah. And the well, that's when it. I put mine in, and it expired. Oh already. wait a minute. So so maybe it did. Well, see, yeah. I had to ask. I saw the David Crosby. Uh, I know you talked about it last week, but I saw the David Crosby documentary and I needed to see that because the link was about to expire because they put a typo in <laughs> when they reset my password. So I didn't get to see it until yesterday. And then I had to watch Peanut Butter Falcon and I watched the Linda Ronstadt documentary that doesn't come out till next month. Right. But I was not going to see Loose and I was not and I wish I probably would have gone to see Ready or Not. But I didn't see anything else, and I didn't see after the wedding. I and I did not think I would have anything to review this week. But I'm glad I watched Peanut Butter Falcon. I am too. I am so glad I watched it because, like I said, I was on my way to watch it when I had the, you know, with the directors. Yeah. Or were they? Did they show up afterwards? I, What's up? They did a Q and A at the Plaza. Um, front they, 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 it seems like it like a month but ago. You were at a But they went to the Moonrise and uh, in, in the Loop. They went. Yeah. Around, okay. we, we sat on. We actually sat on top of that thing and interviewed them. They're great guys, and I actually got to do a one on one with them for just for 10, 15 minutes. Now, did you record that, or is that just going to be uh, um, online? I, I, um, I, I I have the recording, but I'm the guy that doesn't know how to take it off my Sony recorder and put it on the laptop yet. So I'm still kind of learning. How Email to do it that. to yourself. There you go. See, I'm via Carl. I'm going to get this up there, but it's really cool. I mean, really, I I was the guy that I, I started talking to them, and I didn't turn the recorder on because they're such easygoing guys. To and talk you realized to. you missed gold. And, and then and then uh and but so it's only about nine minutes of like third teams. And Joe came over and was like, "Hey, buddy boy, I didn't get you up." And I think uh, Tom was waiting. But Oops. no, they're great guys. I mean, they they really they made this film after they wanted to make it after meeting Zach Gottsagen at that um. At the, were, uh, South the, the South workshop, the workshop, the, the workshop actors' workshop for, for actors with, with uh, yeah. disability, and and they wanted to make it, and they essentially went to movie making school. I mean, they 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 read up about how to write a screenplay. They 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 used all their friends and connections, like Tyler's. You know, they didn't his, make his they boat did, friends, and, and they made it for cheap. I mean, they made it for cheap, and and it 
this is kind of like the the definition of a, a labor of love. I mean, they they made this because they needed to make it. Well, it is going to be a huge crowd pleaser, and it also shows Down syndrome people with dignity. And uh, they use the R word as a derogatory. They do thing, which is you know I always wince at that because I had a first cousin with Down syndrome, and 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 I think anybody who has anybody in their family, and then it's become such a it's it's basically it's a racial uh-huh. it is it, i mean it it's really puts demeaning. it puts the rawness of people on screen the way they are and the how way they, they grew treat up, people and the way that i think that jake roberts's character his past right and, and really what he's been through made him treat zach like that i mean he's just he here's a guy who's been wrestling since for 30 years and he has this kid who doesn't just want an autograph this isn't make a wish yeah this isn't make a wish kid of course when he speaks it's the voice of death when Mm -hmm. jake roberts speaks in this movie but i mean just having guys like mick foley and jake roberts and Bruce Dern. And I was surprised to see Mick Foley in it. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that's Mick Foley. But he's kind of cleaned up. He's, well, yeah. He, yeah, he's but clean. But he still has the bad ear and he's, yeah. he's still Mick Foley. But it's Foley. just, I mean, even Bruce Dern, when, when he, he makes this little fa- expression when he about the bar, he, yep, he went like, mm. mm-hmm. he, he spends the bar. I mean, he probably only worked two or two three day. days. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, Dakota Johnson and his interactions with Zach Godsagan, you you can tell they have history. And I think that you can tell that right away. She's my friend. When Yeah, when, when he tries to escape and she just looks at him like, what are you doing? I mean, because now you're a flight risk. And I like where she goes, you're a flight risk. That sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't like it that he's stuck with all the older people yeah. either. You know, and it's because just... She, yeah. she, he has nobody, essentially... And I just, it's heartbreaking when he tells it Tyler's is. character, he goes, my, my family found out that I had Down syndrome and they didn't want me anymore. And I was just like, oh. It is. It's sad. And, and it just, I think and, hopefully we're better than that, you know, yeah. and it's showing that But it tells you that some people, people are not better than that. And and, and, and I love mm-hmm. this conversation about, are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? And, and I love where, where he asks Tyler and, and he says, what do you think? Because even Tyler doesn't know if he's a right, good he guy doesn't. or a bad guy. Yeah, so that's and, the. And he goes, the, "You're a good guy." That's mm-hmm. the film of the week. Uh, fun fact the about one of the directors: I think it's Tyler. He was a hand model. That's how he For earned a living. Yeah, I read that in a What's, New York Post article. Yeah, yeah, if you go to IMDb, there's all these links to articles about yeah. them, and that's how he earned his money. And apparently, it, it was a DM on Instagram to Josh Brolin that helped movie get this movie made. It's a good article. New and and uh, that's why they like those overhead shots mm-hmm. because his hands were always these overhead shots. If you notice in the movie. Well, there's a lot of overhead shots because they're walking through cornfields to yes. elude the Porsches and I Deltas. Like I, what's rule number one? Party. Party. <laughs> yeah. What's rule number one? You're the boss. You're the boss. It's just it's just really. He him, I, I love, and I'm going to do this with Vinny. I, I'm going to carve out the, the watermelon and put it on my head mm-hmm. like a biking helmet. Well, there was I a guy. Those. They used to do that for the Rams games. That's just there was so a, good. There was a guy who did it, wore them for Rams games, and it was so and, good. And I, and I love to see the handshake they have where it's like, and, and then I think. Oh, we're going to do this four times. Yeah, we're going to do this four <laughs> times, and then we hug. And it's just mm-hmm. because, you know. That could have been schmaltzy and melodramatic, but yes. it was real because of the two actors. Yes. And I think you could tell that they worked on this and they hung out together and they really got to know each other because you cannot fake out an audience. You really cannot fake out film critics. You can't 
you can't try to tell us something is genuine because we'll tell you it's not. And this was genuine. I think uh, teachers uh, who work with people with disabilities are going to love this movie. I think they do because you know mm. why? It's kind of like uh, the Ben Affleck film, The Accountant. It didn't just, you right. know, it didn't just say put his affliction and go, okay, this is a prop. No, it was a part of the plot. It, it was a part of the movie. It was it, it was there. I mean, and I think that with this movie, this drives the plot, but it isn't like, here, feel sorry for Zach. It's just, like, he well, tells you, you. you feel sorry how people are treating you. Him. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like that. It's more like how this movie should teach people how to be better. Right. Well, it's definitely a movie with an open heart. And so oh, yeah. we're, we're drawn to that. You have to be so cynical not to enjoy this yeah really. I mean, I, I just think, let it go i think it'll catch you a, a lot of people off guard too because they're going to go in expecting something and then how moving it is they're going to be like wow this is really moving because the ones that aren't really supposed to be that moving are the ones that really hit you and i agree with you guys when you see the wrestlers because my kids were really into wrestling they watched draw <laughs> and they dressed charlie dressed up as ultimate Roy. well oh, i i dressed warrior. him up for halloween i did the makeup and mm-hmm. everything the wig i had the little Shakes strings the i had the strings on his arm and then he did sting one year that was my awesome makeup achievement but but uh, you know anybody? <laughs> not easy. No, any. I'll show you the photos sometime. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the um, um, anybody from that era who was a wrestling fan is just gonna kind of do a gas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like oh, I mean, look was, at this. It was my brother and I. But we 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 just watched these things so much. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter, Macho mm-hmm. Man, Mister Perfect, British Bulldog, all Undertaker. These people, all these people. A lot of people are dead. Mister Perfect's dead. British Bulldog dead. Yes, Macho Man's dead. If you watch the John Oliver. Yeah. Uh, expose on how wwe wwf does not take care of their no that was a tornado he's gone oh yeah all these guys and mostly it's heart it's Mm. heart conditions i mean it's i mean macho man had a heart attack when he was driving i think right who's the guy that's in former catcher for the st louis cardinals minor league system by the way who's the wrestler that's in john carpenter's they live i know i never watched john carpenter say that i don't know Oh, that's such a good movie. That's got like one of my all-time favorite. And of course, lines. you know Roman Reigns is in Hobbs and Shaw, and so you got you know they're, oh, yeah. they're popping up more. Roman Reigns is is, is a big individual. Yes, <laughs> these guys and, are larger. But than also, life. Roman Reigns, they tried to make him a hero, and nobody liked him. No, no. And of course, Roman Reigns on the Hobbs and Shaw set really threw that thing and, and knocked the camera guy out. Smart, according to the Rock. He's like they, they said. Act like you're going to throw this hammer or the sledgehammer, but don't throw it. Roman Reigns threw it. So. Well, of course. Roman, gosh darn it. Okay, now, so- our, fi- our final new release is a documentary, call, and it's on Amazon, called One Child Nation, starting tomorrow. One. It is about the Chinese rule. Of and how the- is it all about how the uh, there's there are too many boys, and now they have a female problem because they, they've been... Uh, kidnapping these girls from other countries to get the these boys married yeah so that's it goes into that it's a big expose um i went to watch it and my uh uh it it didn't work so i have to watch it on amazon tomorrow or if i care to at midnight i don't know roddy piper's and they live that's that's all because they're the the fight scene in that the fight scene in they live is like what everyone was showing when roddy piper died because it is not a good fight scene and it goes on for a long no it goes on for a really long time so it's an exhausting fight yes 
but yes. not like John Wick exhausting, where it's like great. It's just like you no, know. it's it's they made fun of it at the time, oh, and it's it's like man. it's like an internet meme. Well, no, it's like a really long clip of them fighting. Um, I the hustle. What is okay? DVD movies. What's the hustle? That's the one with Rebel Wilson. Oh, and, and, and Anne Hathaway. Oh, that he could. They kind of came it's out because and just Hustlers came and is coming out in two weeks, and that's uh, that's J Lo and, and based on a real story. Yes, Damn this man. is the There's female J Lo re- movie coming out. Yeah. No, J Lo, J Lo, O L O, not J Lo. A A Rod's fiance. I thought you um, meant Jennifer Lawrence, my girlfriend. No, no, no. No, she's getting married. She hasn't made. I don't a movie care. In a while. I'm married. It's J Lo and uh, is it. Uh, is it Tiffany Haddish is in that Tiffany movie? Haddish, who She's in everything. has now lost my interest with The Kitchen, but I will watch her again someday. And uh, Lizzo's in that movie. Oh, and uh, not Claire Danes, uh, the chick from Born Identity. The Oh, Frankie Botante? No, the girl. Oh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles in this movie, but she's not a stripper. She's playing the uh, New a, York writer. Who was such oh. a mean wife in Silver Lang's playbook. Yes. I yeah. need you! Yeah, well, John Ortiz. Well, uh, so the hustle is the female version of Dirty Rotten Dirty Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I did not see that. Nor did I see A Dog's Journey. Nor did no. I see Brightburn. Nor did I see Sun is Also I a Star. I do want to see the, the the Art of Racing in the Rain, just because I love Milo. I did not see Tomorrow Man, and I didn't see Biggest Little Farm. Well, I saw the Tomorrow Man, and I reviewed it, and that's the John Lithgow, Diane Keaton one. You that, know that that uh, that looked really good, but then you your review kind of just turned me around. Yeah, no, it's just more of the same. And I'm I'm like John Carl. Lithgow, I didn't. John uh, Lithgow is good in everything. He is, and so is she. Including Pet Cemetery remakes. God, he was—he was just—he was creepy in that. But he's not Fred Gwynn. I know. No, he was just up to no good in that right. movie. Right. So this is a throwaway week, really. But Tom, uh, Tom Stockman, A Dog's Journey is one he of his favorite movies it. of the year, along with Midsummer and uh, <laughs> um, movies I, 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 I hated. I did not see Midsummer. I did not see it. But I didn't either. But it's, but it's at my the buddy second Landon, run. who's a great film critic, he used to write for our website, Filmatic. He liked it, but then you didn't like it. I hated it. But then it. somebody did. I mean, it, it has been. It's Polarizing. Midsommar is like tuna. You either mm. like it or you don't. I do like tuna. But I do, I do like not tuna. Like and speaking <laughs> An of hour tuna. of nothing happening. It has the girl from Fighting for My Family. Yes, right? it does. It, Florence Pugh. Well, I bet it's soon to be uh, on DVD. And because... the guy from Transformers, where he played uh, the one that was Dayton Wahlberg's daughter. And the guy from uh, Good Place. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. also the, the guy from. Uh, streets are Sing Street. Yes, the brother, the brother, and also the the guy from Meet the Parents. Not Meet the Parents. Meet the Miller. We're the Millers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the Millers. So it's a great cast. It's just a very not good movie. It is on right now at Sinclair Ten, which is now a second run. It's probably the one, the only second run theater left. Mm -hmm. All right. And so if you want to see it, you got to go East Side. They also have Yesterday. It's also. Okay, so Dan, let's talk about you for a quick second. Since you haven't been here in a while, what'd you think of Hobbs and Shaw? Um, I, I I really enjoyed it, but I mean, I I went in wanting to, hoping that they were going to take that one scene from Fate of the Furious with Statham and The Rock and make it into this great big funny action packed thing, and they really did. The best part about Hobbs and Shaw are the 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 crap that these two guys give each other it's constant and it's funny i heard the rock really wrote a lot of these jokes up and it's really just just the care that 
action stars can put into the, the, these back and forth these when they chirp each other. It's just so much fun. I think I do think the action gets ridiculous, but I knew that going in. It's a Fast and the Furious film, but I liked. And this is what people usually roll their eyes at. I do think there's a lot of heart in this movie, especially when he goes back to Samoa. That's a big part of The Rock. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get that in this movie where he goes back to Samoa to really defend his country. And, and it's about family. Take on Idris Elba. It really is. And in you know, in the end of the film, when he, where he brings his daughter back to his homeland, that, that was a good part. I think Deemed- that... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that Statham and The Rock, their chemistry really makes this movie go. I mean, I think, and there's surprises. There's a surprise cast member that shows up. Uh, let's just say you may know him as a as an unaccredited Marvel person. <laughs> um, there's uh, one of The Rock's old co-stars in another movie shows up. And that Tom Stockman did spoil. He spoiled both of them. And, and, oh, he did? Okay. Well, if you're listening, then it was Ryan Reynolds was the first one, mm-hmm. which I just think is hilarious. Him and The Rock, they have a perfect give and go. Um, Kevin, Hart, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is, is plays the, the Air Force Marshal. <laughs> um, do you need Vin Diesel in these movies? Anymore? You do not. You, you do not need Vin Diesel because, and, and I'm a Vin Diesel fan. I, I I've loved him since you know his you know his role Triple in X. Saving Private Ryan. Oh. He was great. Triple X is a movie that should have been really good, but it wasn't. I do think that the Fast and the Furious films are Vin Diesel's baby, and that kind of led to that big falling out with The Rock. Is this is all Vin Diesel has? All he does is drink protein shakes, play video games, and make the Fast and the Furious movies. And say, I am Groot. I am Groot. In, in different languages, apparently. Mm-hmm. But, and, but he he <laughs> actually does every single line. It's not just one it take. Is. He yeah. do, he actually goes in and does them all. He does. And and and, 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 and in other languages. And in like this Dan movie, said. I mean, you, you, you can see how big of a presence the rock is because you don't feel the need for vin diesel you, you don't feel the need for letty will this and for tyrese or hurt nine I, I i don't think he'll have any it's almost indifferent okay because it feels like it's a, different a side world. project it's a side project i mean it's these two guys going off with vanessa shaw who, who i think is great uh, vanessa kirby okay. who is in mission impossible fallout um, she's great. She's got eyes I just kind of want to climb into. She's very <laughs> vexing that way. Idris is Elba. your marriage all right? Because <laughs> it's all right. Well, she, see, Rachel, she 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 gets to fawn. She I brought her a bib mm-hmm. for Hobbs and Shaw because she had to watch, you know, oh. Dwayne and Rock Johnson and Statham, who's the British Idris version Elba. of me, and then Bridges Elba, and then even like Ryan Reynolds, who she loves. So I, I was basically dabbing her mouth. I'm <laughs> watching the movie. Now, did you take Vin to this? I, uh, I wanted to take Vin, but he kind of opted out because. It was kind of a, I think it was a movie where he was like, you know, Dan, it's going to be a little bit long. And actually with the humor, it was a little dirty humor. So I think really? I'm kind of glad he stayed home. But I will but say that. But you would have taken him. I would have taken him because it's it's got, it's got you know, Marvel-like violence. The action scenes are very over the top. But I, I think the thing that saves this film, kind of like Ready or Not, is that it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're very self-aware. They know this is ridiculous. They know it's comic book action. It's tongue-in-cheek. But I do think that Statham and The Rock, they have something. And I think that was the biggest thing about Fate of the Furious, which felt so long and kind of like, okay, Charlie Theron's got a bunch of hair. I don't know what she's and doing. And she's going to be in nine. And she's going to be in nine. Hopefully they do something better with her. Oh, but, yeah. But the one thing about that movie was, okay, I think we got something between The Rock and Statham because these guys don't like each other. And, it, and there's one scene where I just I, I, I still laugh out loud. It's where they just describe each other. The Rock goes, I know why I don't like you. It's your prepubescent, nasally Harry Potter voice. It's <laughs> irritating. It makes my head hurt. And then Statham comes back with, you know what it is? It's your big, dumb face. 
Okay, it's like <laughs> the, it's like God projectile vomited onto my face, and it's getting in my eyes, Hobbs. It burns. It's just so funny. That's the whole movie. And they're Them just making just fun of each, each other. Just trash talking. Trash talking. Trash talking. The whole and thing. And it's just funny because it reminds me of the Arnold action films and the Sly action films where the buddy they're, cops. They're movies. just going, look, you know, you, you know what we're, we're so full of shit. We're just having fun. It's, it's lethal tango, tango and cash, mm-hmm. really. Well, yeah. But tango and cash. Now, it's tango and cash on steroids. So my question for you is, does this make nine better or worse i i think in a way that it can't do it any harm but it will kind of it, it makes nine have to be something not just another fast and furious retread because what hobbs and shaw did it took what you know about fast and furious you know brotherhood mm-hmm. and people Family. working together well people working together don't want to work together well that's also been the whole thing as you know as you both know i have not seen any of these nine films but what people are saying online is if you make Statham's character into a hero, that negates him being the villain in the early films. And it uh, Han, Han? Yeah, Han. He kills Han. He unless does. Unless he doesn't. And, 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 and the writer, one of the writers, Chris Morgan, who has wrote a lot of the Fast and the Furious films, he said, and there is a little bit of a nugget in there about Han. Statham's character does know, and he tells his sister, played by Vanessa Kirby, he's like, look, I, I have a lot of stuff to answer for. I've made a lot of mistakes, and, and, and I'm going to have to answer for those mistakes. So that was triggered, ladies and gentlemen, towards Han, that he is going to have to answer for his past misgivings. Because he is a guy, he's a, a, villain. Brit- a British spy, who kind of broke went bad. He broke bad, and, and he did a lot of bad things, and he knows that, and that's very, that's, that's very apparent in this movie that he still has to answer for those, and I think that's going to be referenced in the next Hobbs and Shaw movie, where maybe... Or in Nine? Or in Nine, where he might come back. Maybe they go after him again, but I do think that in this movie, they're all kind of a bunch of criminals. They all kind of have murdered people. They're all kind of in... You know, they're all over the line, and I think... What Hobbs and Shaw is, it takes all the best parts of Fast and the Furious and it kind of promotes them and, and leaves all the tired things away. And instead of Fast and the Furious, which at their worst could be very, very serious, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw just has a lot of fun while retaining the brotherhood aspect, aspect the family aspect. It just it makes it a lot more fun. Like you're not like... Oh, we're family, and we gotta we gotta <laughs> stick together, and we gotta skydive so, out of planes. Okay, if you are that if, was a, that was actually a real stunt, though they actually threw cars out of planes. If you are a Vin fan, and it did involve Tom Cruise. You are a Vin Diesel fan. I am, and so Mark Vincent, by the way, is he going to be in? Uh, he's going to be in nine, but he's not going to be involved in any of these uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I almost think he has to be eventually. Maybe they. I mean, I think that this is going to blow over. I think what happened with Faye the Furious was again egos. I mean, Rock has a big ego, and this is Vin Diesel's baby. But Vin Diesel brought the Rock into this ba- into this operation. He's the guy when the Vin Diesel came back, and this is where I'll tip my cap to Vin Diesel. He became a producer on these films after, after he three. came back for four. He, well, no, it, he wasn't. Didn't he make a cameo in yeah. three? And and um, the the, the director kind of convinced him to come back, and he said, "Look, I I want to be involved." And, and and he was the guy that I want to make money. <laughs> he was the guy that brought on the Rock. He was the guy that brought on Statham. So behind the scenes, Diesel is kind of a genius with these movies. But I think on the set, he saw the Rock pulling a lot of his 
attention away, which he's the rock, man. He is. He's just better than you. Just to deal with he's it. Better then. than all of us. You know, but I, I do think that that's just the the whole thing is that that might blow over. But even if not, they'll they'll make these Fast and the Furious films. But now they're going to be going up against Hobbs and Shaw, which people have now seen has plenty of legs on its own. All right. Also, did you wish Dwayne a Happy nuptials. You know, when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. I, I thought he was already married, but apparently he was just dating this, this no, they, lovely woman. No, they have two kids together. They have two kids. Um, I'm not surprised he kind of did it on a whim because I don't think The Rock wants uh, the entire reading audience of People Magazine in his wedding. Um, but you know what? I know who she is. You do. Because her father is the original drummer from Boston. Oh, my. Wow. Boston, really? Wow. Yes. The original wow. drummer. Because everyone just thinks of just Brad like and Tom. Lady, you know? Everyone thinks of Brad and Tom from Boston, Brad Delp and Tom Schultz. But the original Boston band the, from the she's first album. She's a lot album. more of a sweet. I mean, Rock's ex, Danny Garcia, she's a scary-looking girl, man. She's a hmm. big old muscle-bound Samoan woman that I think could probably beat up the Rock. <laughs> but this is, yeah, yeah, he married her, and then they got married kind of privately in, uh, in, on, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Good for them. On I mean, the I beach. think it's great. On the beach. Yes. Um, I, I don't know, yeah. So I, she comes from money. He comes from money. Well, because her dad is her dad was on one of the biggest selling records the of Rock all time. Comes from seven dollars. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not, not anymore. No, they just Forbes just said he's the number one. I I believe he's the it. number one uh, paid. I think he's making eighty three million dollars. And, and and let me just say that I'll say this about the Rock. I mean, yes, he retweets me, but he also retweets a lot of people. I mm-hmm. think the Rock, what the Rock does is he doesn't. He's never forgotten about his fans. He's never forgotten about the people that have followed him from wrestling to the movies. He really, I mean, even when he sees people in the street, he records that not to promote himself, but just to promote, you know, he was riding next to a a bus of, I think, kids going to play a baseball game, and they are just going nuts. I hate to burst your bubble, but um, I have a friend whose daughter works at a PR company in Don't New York, the rocks, man. and they do, no, they do a lot of the <laughs> social media for stars. Like when you so see, yes, they are they are promoting themselves, but that's what they do. But that's what they do. They pay somebody to do the social media. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. rock. I mean, look, if I had somebody to record me when I work out, I, I would do it, but mm-hmm. I can't. So um, Dwayne, you know. Dwayne's number one, followed by Hemsworth, then Downey, which. Downey Jr. Well, Downey, it's like all he's doing is he's done yeah. is, is the Marvel movie. I know, Whereas Hemsworth, Hemsworth does other things. Oh, he did that awful Men in uh, Black. Uh, the, oh, uh, that's the bad right. times. That's probably what put him above Downey Jr. But it was still yeah. seen as, as a bomb. And the bad but times. But he still got paid for it. He got paid for it. Elmer Royale. Yeah, and stuff like that. Because it's and all the, about demand, right? It's not yeah. like how your movies yeah. do. It's about no, it's how much it's just how much they make. got paid. Right, and oh, Skyscraper. Okay. Rock did Skyscraper. I like yes, Skyscraper. But Rock does a, he does a movie probably every four months. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah. and this is kind of a cool story, he, he built like this home in Hawaii where he, he basically was filming uh, Jumanji 2 and Hobbs and Shaw. So he was basically living Well, there. he's doing what George Clooney's doing. Hey, let's film in Italy. Hey, friends, come over to Italy yeah. and let's make a right. monuments men. Wow. I, I think the whole thing that makes Hobbs and Shaw run and The Rock is that he's very likable. He's he's got a yes. the, he's got the presence of Arnold, but he's even more likable than Arnold was back in the day. I yeah. like Tooth well, Fairy. Well, he he yeah no, and he's great when he hosts SNL. But you know what? When he does a bomb, he just moves on to the next. He movie. moves on. Yeah, I mean, look, doesn't like I don't him. think like like Tooth Rampage Fairy. was great. I know, but it, but it was kind of it, it was just. 
disposable summer fun. But it's Disney. We Sky- had a good time watching Rampage. Yeah. And Skyscraper it was, so was, Skyscraper, kinda, was, I, was stupid, but it was fun. And I made sure I did not use the words die and hard next to each other when I reviewed the Skyscraper. <laughs> he had a prosthetic leg, and he keeps reattaching uh, it, and he hits a guy so with it and dumb. attaches it. But it's, I, I don't know. It's it, dumb, it was and fun. Nev dumb Campbell, fun. And Nev Campbell showed up Nev out of nowhere. Campbell, who I will say still looks I know why doesn't she hardly she hardly does anything. But she was playing she's playing mom roles now, which is fine. Yeah, and when she the was rock in comes, one calls and goes, "Want to make out with me in a movie?" Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she was in one episode of Mad Men that I thought was going to go somewhere, but it didn't. Um, anyway, uh, you'll enjoy this double feature. The Skyview uh, has been running uh, Lion King and Toy Story four for a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. they just and on the other screen. Last week or the week before, they have Hobbs and Shaw followed That'd be by a good one to watch outside on 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 the mm-hmm. followed by theater. yesterday, and so I told the owner, I said, yesterday. "Oh, that's so great! You have yesterday, you know, because that was the adult, mm-hmm. um, you know, fair next to Lion King and Toy Story." But they were showing Lion King on two screens for a while. They were, and then so so anyway, I said, "Oh, that's so great! You're showing yesterday," and he goes. We are losing so much money in concessions because as soon as Hobbs and Shaw's over, everybody takes off. And so it didn't seem like it's... That's like when when you have like the great TV show at 8 o'clock and then the bad one at 9, they go, I'm returning this off. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, I mean, people, they they just, I mean, they they don't know what they're in for. Yeah. It seems like two different audiences. But this weekend, they are having Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three hours. Oh, yes. Followed by Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yes, I, so I, I think that, that's, that's going to be a five-hour <laughs> yes. evening. Yeah, and, uh, by the time you're Shaw's done with 11, that, 20. you're going to need like a massage and a drink, <laughs> and you're going to okay, need so, like. But they, a, they can't start until it's dark 8:30. out. So, they, so eight thirty. So the so the first movie's not done till eleven thirty. Then they take a break, and so Hobbs and Shaw isn't going to start till around midnight. Well, Two o'clock. It says eleven twenty. Uh-huh. On the things, oh, but there's only a 20 minute break. I know, but uh, they're doing a really cool thing when it chapter two comes out, which is not they're... being screened for credit well, for us. Wait so. a minute, is that for sure? Did we ask? I don't. I, I um apparently after Ready or Not, I think Max said that uh, Joe or Pete told them the other they're not going to screen it. Oh no! But the funny thing is, I'm reading reviews on Twitter from other critics. They, Already, they have, they've screened it in others in cities. Yeah, well, us in Kansas City aren't getting. I mean, we didn't, it too. We didn't it's get got Bill Hader, go, Jessica Chastain. It looks uh-huh. good. Yeah, so uh, the Skyview is showing a one and two chapters. One screen's going to have it one. That was one of my favorite followed movies. Followed by I, it I two. It. So you can watch, so if you didn't see the first one, you can watch them both back to back. But if you've already seen the first one, the other screen is going to have two, then one. Yeah, so which isn't is that good weird. Old, good old Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, so it's, it's weird, but. I get, I, I get it. I wonder I, who's more. I wonder who's more like scary now at the dinner table, Alexander or Bill. I <laughs> I um I'm uh, sure they don't they don't really. Alexander's just kind of a yeah. very imposing. Skellen Skarsgård, their dad had a lot of kids, a lot of sons. He's mm-hmm. got like five or six sons. Well, he's got two very noticed, well known yes. sons. <laughs> so Alex I is like this, to get naked. Yeah, I I I love Alex, and he's so good in right long after shot. You say he gets naked. Mm-hmm. He's so good in long shot. 
as the Canadian prime minister with with uh, terrible personal habits. Yeah. And he makes fun of his... And and he he's was also awesome. very good in Big Little Lies. Oh, my God. He won the Emmy he for plays, Big Little uh, I, I Badass. I he plays a rotten dude. But, yeah, you know, he, and he won the Emmy for it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, he is a huge Colbert fan. Huh. And he, when he first went on Colbert, he was like fanboy. Like, well, like, and isn't that what they keep saying his last name? Skarsgård. Yeah. Skarsgård. And then, and then he taped a couple other goofy segments mm. for him and stuff. But anyway, getting back to it, I did. I mean, you guys were all recommending it, and I hadn't seen it yet. And that was when we still had that horror category. But uh, I finally did watch it, and I was terrified. Well, the thing about me was I, I liked, liked it. it had a stand by me aspect to it with the right. kids at I the think very it, end when they're kind of holding hands. That was kind of that was a cool moment. There are two things. One, I'll say two things about one that I liked, one that I didn't like. The thing that I like is that they changed the thing from the book that she doesn't have to sleep with all of them. That was great. And that it was just a blood bond. The thing I didn't like is I think they did this really weirdly because they didn't have any cat. They wanted to see how chapter one went before they greenlit chapter two. Chapter one should end with them being as adults with what's going to happen in the first scene of chapter two. That should how the first movie should end. But since they didn't do it that way, it's less of a cliffhanger because they weren't sure if there was, it was going to be one or not. And I really wish they would have had their stuff together. So it chapter one would have ended with a, the bathtub scene. If you are familiar with the book, oh man, I'd say the bath when, when the whole or thing the is full red. I mean, that's that's a, that, that's still a tough scene. I it didn't. is a tough scene, especially in 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 the miniseries. But, and I also oh, will say that Bill Skarsgård gives a lot of life to Pennywise in that first one. He he merely makes him come to life. Well, it, and, and uh, it's it's a different performance than Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah. I thought nobody could Tim top Curry. Tim Curry because oh, that voice coming out of the su- the sewer. Oh my god! And I do think that it, it gets your attention with that sewer scene in the first five mm-hmm. minutes. You're like, whoa! Oh. So that's what we're watching. Yeah. Because that is the most gruesome scene in the movie, really, when yes. it comes to a to a, any kind of a, a death or, or oh, terrifying. Man, it's tough. So yeah, the the I was very intrigued by the miniseries, so I didn't know how it was going to go. But the second one, the trailer, looks terrifying. It is. It's a Stephen King book. It's, of course, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Stephen King. I mean, I just want to spend a weekend with that guy, like out in the woods. And they're going. This will be the. How many Stephen King's movies? How many Stephen King movies will be out this summer? Because they're doing the sequel to The Shining in the fall too, uh, the one where Danny's the doctor. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh gosh! And well, yeah, they, because they, they don't have red rum, it says murder. <laughs> doctor, Doctor, I forget the name of it, but everyone, everyone's screaming right now. It's called Doctor. Whatever. It's the sequel to The Shining. It's Doctor all about Who? Danny. No, no, no not, not, not Doctor Strange. David not... Tennant. Hey, so, Danny, tell everyone what you're doing now on the TV. Uh, not yet, but an upcoming uh, due to some like TV union stuff. And Do you have to join you... AFTRA? I, I don't know. I, I think that that is one of the things that, that they have to figure out. If you're not in a union, you have to figure out how often you can be on the television. But what's been announced is that I am going to be joining Show Me, on, uh, Show Me in St. Louis with the lovely Dana Dean and Anthony Slaughter. I'm going to be reviewing movies with Lexi Brown, who is just wonderful. She's a film nerd like me. I brought her to the Ready or Not screening, and she got to meet... Uh, uh, the film, the St. Louis Film Critics mm-hmm. crew. Um, she was she braved the crowd of bats and stockmen and Foise. It was it was a little rough, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, we're going to review movies. It's going to be called His Take, Her Take, 
And this is something that came out of the blue. Lexi was trying to be a uh, – she's going to try to be a part of the St. Louis Film Critics, maybe get in there next year. She's going to do her, her due diligence this she's year. She's got to do her but 12 then reviews. I, I, but I think from that kind of grew uh, between – Lexi and the producer of that show, Melissa Spears, who works at KSDK, they wanted to have a movie aspect on that show to help, I guess, give uh, some kind of segment, some kind of something for people to watch. And they need content. Jordan Palmer, mm-hmm. who is my guy at KSDK, has been that, my guy for the last he's six been, years. Well, he's you, been there for a long time. Well, yeah. y- you do a lot of reviews on their website. Yeah, a lot of reviews. And so Jordan was kind of like telling Dana. And Melissa and Lexi, hey, you know, we already I mean, have a movie you know, guy. I mean, this guy's good, but I think from that little conversation, they thought, okay, let's do something on TV with a man and a woman, both giving their opinions on movies. So that is kind of where it came from. I went there uh, last week, took a bunch of pictures, didn't kill any cameras in the process. So um, they they did a video test of you. Um, well, well, no, they didn't do a video. They just did. Uh, they're trying to get the the, the promo pictures. And everything. Mm-hmm. So they took a bunch of pictures. Good old Doug at KSDK took pictures of Lexi and I. We did a bunch of poses where we were kind of pointing at each other and going like, "You're nuts." And, Why uh, I oughta? The poor. They had to get a little box for Lexi to stand on because hmm. she's much shorter than me. Uh, but it's going to be great. Lexi's she's very good. She knows her movie. She's a nerd like like I am. And the first thing she said to me was. So you wrote that Lion King review because I didn't like it, and she loves Lion King. Really? Oh, see. And so, she, and apparently the story goes: she walked into the show me in St. Louis room and was like, "Have you read this review yet?" And then, on our website, blah, blah blah. And then Anthony was like, "That's our guy," and she was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we immediately hit it off that way by her picking a bone with me. Well, it's good to have different opinions. Yeah, because and, and, and I can like tell everything. Yeah, yeah. We, we we've already kind of developed. We've already kind of bickered, and mm-hmm. I think you have to bicker with people about movies. Well, right, because uh, for the real world in the Times newspapers, which I write for with Kent Tenchert, they the publisher of the paper, the managing uh, editor, he wants a girl and a guy. Yeah, because and he does not want you to have groupthink. Right. Yeah. And really, so, I think they, even with Cisco and Ebert, when they disagreed, it was, was great. it was great because, you know, Ebert would like get up and kind of adjust his seat and Cisco would lean forward and be like, oh, here we mm-hmm. go. Let's go, guys. Discuss it. But I, I think it's going to be great. It, sh- it should be long. When, when they figure out the, the red tape stuff behind the scenes, I think I should be on within a, a week or two. But we are going to try to go down there and record and put it on the web and the socials. So we're, we're at least going to get it out there, do a couple run-throughs, test runs. So you now, will be seeing us. it's going to be once a week, or is it going to be That's kind of like, it has to do with the union stuff. So mm-hmm. it depends on and you know how often I can go on, but at least once a week on the TV, and then maybe the next week I might be on the web. So we'll see. Well, okay, well, good. Congrats, and yeah. we look forward to seeing it. They're putting and, me on television, uh, which is their own problem. Look forward to meeting Lexi. Lexi's great. She came out again on Monday and met the crew. She's a little shy, but once you get her talking about movies, she you'll, you'll love her. She's a nerd. Good. All right. Well, it's not like we all have, you know. We are uh, geeks. Uh, yeah, so. Um, I believe there's a website called yeah, We yeah. Are Movie Geeks. Yeah, there you go. There's a plug. Okay, so here's the Hollywood news. Kevin Smith is going to produce an anime He-Man for Netflix. Yes, but it is not going to be... It's going to be a direct continuation of the animated films... Or the animated series from the 80s, which was just Mm. due to make toys. And currently, Netflix has She-Ra, Princess of Power, which is like updated and and current and girl power and all that. So there will not be like He-Man and She-Ra 
uh, crossovers. Speak, speaking of movie news, I'm going to go on a rant about Sony at some point in this podcast. Because okay. it, it, it's what apparently they did to final. Kevin apparently, yeah, Sony put out a, a statement. And said they're not going to... Sony put out a statement that says they are, in fact, Not done. part of the MCU anymore. It's just going to be so weird because you're going to have no more Marvel people in these movies. Like, right, just, and Disney's not going to let... He's it, not going to let John Favreau or Lynn. Uh, can I just jump on this real fast? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you know, I mean, here's the thing: Spider-Man: Far From Home just passed a billion dollars. So mm-hmm. imagine if you're making a bunch of money and you got, you know, uh, you you got, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle on your team, and Mickey Mantle is Marvel in, in this case, and they have a string of hits dating back to 2008. And Endgame now owns the number one spot all time for grossing. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to mess up? If, if Marvel wants 50-50, you go okay. You're doing all the work. All we do is own the rights to the character. And no no offense to, to Spider-Man 1 and 2, which are good films, but 3 is bad. Amazing Spider-Mans were okay at best. No offense to Andrew Garfield. He did oh, a good job. Oh, poor Jamie Foxx. That was the yeah, worst. But it's just, why do you stop this? Spider-Man is one of the biggest faces now after Endgame for obvious reasons. So why do you do this now? I mean, maybe Kevin Feige was really stomp. I mean, very stubborn in the go. But I can tell. But they wanted a fifty-fifty split on and, everything. And, and it isn't like they're asking for a fifty-fifty split after two years of movies. They've been doing it for eleven years. So I, I am totally on Marvel's side here. I think that Sony is making a mistake. I don't think Venom was a good movie. I don't care how good it did. The Spider Verse was great, though. Spider, yeah, Spider Verse was great. So maybe that, Oscar that, winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that is a reason that Sony's going, look, we made Spider-Verse, and that's going to be fine. I just think that what they're doing with Tom Holland and— He is contracted for two is. more films. So what's the next movie going to look like? Is it going to well, be they're, anything they're gonna like say, it? Well, they're going to say one. It's supposed to be each year of his high school. That's what it's supposed okay. to be. And they all have home is, is in the he, title. Is he, a, is he a sophomore now, or is he—, he what is Next he? year yeah. he'll be a junior. Yeah, next, So they got yeah. two more, so they're going to finish out his high school years. Yes, but it's not going to be part of the MCU anymore. It's just going to look so mean. It's not just for the fact that Nick Fury won't be there. It'd just be—you're you're, going to notice the Marvel touch not being there. I mean— I mean, like love well, the or whole, hate him. the whole uh, Iron Man yeah. relationship. Now you can't show that anymore. Right. And then when well, he, he did have to be on his own. Yeah. And well, it's on Ke- his own now. Yeah, but that that promo at Happy's the end. Happy's gone too. At the end of uh, yeah. at at the end of the first one when Captain America's doing those uh, uh, movies for it's the high so school. Funny. Oh yeah, but it's just like it's gonna feel like. Here's, here's what it's going to feel. The audience is going to be like the kids and the mom and dad got divorced. And mm-hmm. it's going to be awkward when you're around one or the other. That's just basically what it's going to be. Um, it's unfortunate, but it is does remind you of the brutal ha- politics of Hollywood and how well, they can are, ruin. There are only six movie companies anymore. Yeah, there are yeah. only six companies I mean, anymore. So in, in my case, I know people, have, I think it's on Sony. I think they just need to go, look, you're doing all the work. You're making us look great. Let's keep the money train and the good movie train going. You have created movies that are going to be probably contending for Oscars. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Doctor Sleep. I didn't look it, it, it up. Just popped into his head. I didn't look it up because I have crappy signal in here. It's Doctor Sleep. Yeah. It is the sequel to The Shining. There you oh go. wow! You know that kid never made another movie. 
So I, 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 I know I hijacked the news segment. Yeah, no. no, that's good, Bill. Speaking of box office, because we talked about this last week, that Disney owns the five top spots. It's over a billion dollars. All five. All and, five. But see, and, and Spider-Man is in there, too. Yeah, yeah. And people that say, like, people, Disney can't just go buy Sony. I mean, they, they, they can't just go. No. They, they, they can't just go do that. The Japanese so, won't let that So happen. stop it. No. So I was refreshed <laughs> just go buy to them. see a movie that Carl and I really liked and you just thought was okay Uh-oh. at top of the box office this week good boys because oh, okay. it's an original oh. comedy an original comedy it's not a sequel topping the box office i was With very no stars yeah i was very happy to see that i liked it i, I just didn't love it I love it. I love it. And, but but okay, just... okay. As I've been talking, I had this discussion with Mark Reardon the other day. Is Did there... you get him for a whole discussion? Was he moving when you were talking? Actually, we were we were working on his show together. <laughs> but we were talking about movies. Is there a funnier film this year? Oh gosh, I have to look at my list of movies. Um, and Long and Shot was funny. And he said, "Endgame's really funny, but Endgame's not a comedy." No. Hobbs and, and Shaw is very funny, but it's not a comedy. comedy. But is there a funnier movie than Good Boys? I this will year? say that the freeway scene made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I was just like, "This is just ingenious." I mean, I, I don't know. I think comedy's kind of been lacking this year a little bit. Um, so Good Boys did make me laugh. I just didn't like. I didn't leave it and love it. That was my problem. I, I, I didn't leave it and go, "Oh." When Vinny's older, you will laugh. Maybe I so will. Hard. Maybe when he's in six, probably he better yeah. not talk like that. Oh I swear well, to God. let but me they, tell you, they the all things talk you talk like that when their parents aren't around. I always say, see this gray hair, your high school years, boys. You know, but uh, because yeah, for oh, me, it, it, I, I gave it like a three out of four. I mean, people, well, they even said we well, didn't like it. It's like I did not no, like it. I just you enjoyed didn't it. it. You I just didn't it. think it was great. And, and again, people may not like Peanut Butter Falcon as much as I did. It, it just hit me in a way. You know? Yeah, well, Kent and I laughed through the whole thing. We both gave it a B plus, so we did agree on that. I, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy it. for it because I love to see movies with no stars. Originals. Just a good premise. An it's original not a movie. Sequel. Just, I mean, I would love if Peanut Butter Falcon did good, but it's just a, it's a hardcore indie. Oh, I know. I love when people, you know, just like yesterday. Yesterday isn't yeah. supposed to work. I, I didn't even know that actor existed before I watched it. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you do sound like, like Paul McCartney and John Lennon had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of speaking of yesterday, here's how you uh, nominate that. Just say the Robert Carlyle scene. That's yeah. all you have to say. Yeah. 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 He, he looked just just like just him. Just like him. It's just. I just it, like where he hugs him. He goes, "What? Is, what is something wrong I cannot. With you? I cannot think of another scene this year that impacted the audience as much because because we didn't everybody gasped. See it coming. Well, yeah, you're everyone like, thought it like, was going to be something else. Because you're literally sitting there like, no. And then you think about and, and, and of you nominate something in shadows, and I haven't seen shadows yet. Yeah, and the whole yeah, and the whole uh, the whole audience. <gasps> Everybody. And that's every audience. When my sister saw it, that happened. When everybody else, they've all said to me, they go, everybody gasps. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So to me, it's like, I know we've had great scenes, but. but see, I'm also a guy that's going to say like a little calm dialogue scene in Good Peanut Butter Falcon might be one of my best scenes. But the, the, mm. the good guy, the good guy conversation. Well, yeah. and also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a couple oh, that people gosh, are going to nominate. So, yeah. you know, things like that. Okay, so Mrs. Maisel, for those TV watchers, uh, season no. three trailer just dropped, I and they have a that. they uh, have a December six start. Frank Opinion loves it. Yeah, I know. I got to get back onto it too, and it's I got to do I mean, flea uh, bang Nothing. And... Nobody. It's just there's some TV shows I am just really late to. I just. Right. I mean, I, 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 I never I, watched. I have every single episode of Breaking Bad on my DVR. 
Never watched it. I was, I was late to that. I was late to The Sopranos by two or three seasons. See, what is Jesse? Okay, because I keep calling him Jesse. When I fall in love with TV characters, I call him like everybody from Lost. Aaron Paul is going to be on the new season of Westworld. But he's I, also on BoJack Horseman. I call everybody that's in Lost by their character names. Like I'll go, Hurley's in this, and Sawyer's, Sawyer's in, in this, this, and Jin is in this. So if Jin I fall in love with the TV show. was uh, on Hawaii Five. Right. It's, it's crazy so, to see Aaron Paul and other stuff. It's like, you're not dressed like Jesse. You're clean. Yeah. Up. When Je- so <laughs> I think he's joining a really popular series. Westworld. Westworld. HBO. Season three. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. like a futuristic world. He, he's, he's like sitting on this little little, little edge with a, with a robot. Jeffrey he Wright. won. I'm just saying he won Emmy. three Emmys for playing Jesse yes. on Breaking Bad. And before and, then, he was just kind of like nobody. And the the season three cliffhangers, uh, half measure and full measure. I defy anybody to say what's better. Than those two episodes I, together. I mean, when you watch them, you're going to know. One like, day, I, I, they're really, all really in. You mean the second to last and then the last? Well, the second to last uh, one, Ozymandias, yeah. is the best episode of all time. <laughs> I've been just been going, the one that starts with an O. It's the penultimate episode. That was Ozymandias. Penultimate, yeah. Ozymandias. I, I will say that. That is the best episode it's ever Breaking Bad, I, I will say this, that the series finale is one of the best finales I've ever seen. And then, yeah, but, but that second to last episode well, with Hank and Jeff. Yeah, it's oh. from Ozymandias is from Watchmen, and it's also it's also. A and speaking of Watchmen, that it's, show yeah. looks good coming up on HBO. I don't know. Uh, Alan Moore wants nothing to do with it. R- Regina King is in it. You got uh, Jeremy Irons. Is I in still it. like the movie. The I, movie wore me out. I'm gonna have to watch it again. The Billy best thing about is the blue dude. The best thing about the movie, Jeffrey D. Morgan, was is the fact good. that they cut out all the crap about the the pirate ship. Yeah. Because I, that is the part of the comic Patrick that Wilson, I do not care about. <laughs> oh, she looked beautiful. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so here we are going off. Okay, I love another right. tangent. <laughs> I love our tangent. Well, you know, it just you know, it's it's almost like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There's threads. Mm-hmm. There are. I know. All right, hey. Well, it's fun to talk to you guys about all the. Did threads. you do you did you still get the Muni stuff? Yeah. So I, okay, okay, Dan. I know you don't care, but of oh, the seven a- of the seven musicals. Which do you think had the biggest audience this year? I'm going to name them off. Guys and Dolls, Kinky Boots, 1776, Mm -hmm. Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. Footloose. Footloose. Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon and Matilda. I'm going to go with uh, Kinky Boots. No. No? Cinderella. But that's not fair. That was my second choice. That's not fair because they were there for two weeks. I know Kinky Boots because I kept hearing about that from different people on Facebook. I still like think it. that that's the, my favorite. Really? The Kinky Boots. Wasn't that the, the was movie my daughter's favorite? To, to Trito Edgio for Kinky Boots, the movie? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's in the right? original. He's yeah. the factor. Oh, okay. Uh, that was my daughter's favorite one. What and was the, the movie with Patrick Swayze where they're all dressed up as uh, their cross-dressers? Chu Wong Fu. That's so good. Uh, to, and by the way, I cannot watch that because I don't have the Paramount Network, the Patrick Swayze documentary that everybody's oh, flying over. Well, where do you watch Yellowstone? I, I, I watch on Amazon. Oh. I buy each episode so, on yeah, Amazon. The, it's, oh. a, it's a series. Um, the la- Is it The Last Days of or My Name Is? It's part of the series that has the Patrick Swayze one. I am is it I am Patrick Swayze? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an I am series, and so that's so this is part of that. So you just find out where that series is going, and that's where it's going to be. Or unless yeah, maybe so there's it's a on documentary Hulu. about the kid that died, Anton Yelkin. Uh, yes, Yelchin is going to have an own documentary coming out this year. Uh, the next one was uh, Footloose, which also had the biggest night of the Muni 
ever. Yeah. And then uh, rolled out that had uh, 64,000. Oh, I'm sorry. Cinderella had 70,000, 64,000 for Footloose. And then Matilda had 52,000. And the worst one was... Uh, Paint your wagon. Paint your wagon. Second worst was seventeen seventy six. It was just so hot, and that show was so long. But and a lot uh, of people love it. Post Hamilton world, though, as we talked about, and then um, Matilda did well, fifty two. So yeah, so the it'll be interesting to see. They're going to announce the season November fifth and sixth at the Mu- at the Sheldon. It's Muni Magic. They're bringing the two stars of Cinderella. Mm. back to sing and then they'll announce the series um i d- did you do the I, survey i did the survey i every year i vote for chess because i want chess to hear one night in bangkok and it never ever makes it that's but right every it's year it's gonna be charlie brown and it's gonna and i it's, did it, vote for that for kids you did i i i picked that for the but kids which show. version of charlie brown is it the new version or the i like that new version, version with, with sally. sally with mm-hmm. chris you have to have the one with chris and jenna with um i vote every year for ragtime Mm-hmm. Because it needs that big stage, it needs a big canvas, and it's so uh, it, it speaks to now, mm-hmm. and it's just a brilliant musical. And they will never, never, never have ragtime, but mm-hmm. they keep putting it on there, so that means that they can get it. I know there's a method. I I kind of there's a guy that does a contest, and so I picked out the ones I thought I didn't pick out my favorites. I picked out the ones I thought they would do, and I think. Because the Muni audience loves the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they put in Kinky Boots. And yeah. they put in Matilda. Yeah. I think if you're going to get... Because Mike Isaacson produced Bring It On, which has got uh, lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. And it, and he uses a lot of those cast people um, in shows at the Muni. I think it's either going to be In the Heights or Bring It On to have a Lin-Manuel Miranda. So uh, he can come. Yeah, I would love that. I'm amazed you? the way you can just say his name. And me, I, I'd be tripping over that. And then I think Lin-Well that... Miranda. I would like to see In the Heights. In the Heights would be good. It would be a good... He did music for Bring It On? He did the lyrics Ew. to Bring It On. Because when you're watching Bring It On, you're like, this sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda. And then you look and it's that... Hey, That's it why they've had some people at the Muni, I think, that, that have... But Taylor Lauderman was in Bring It On on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been back at the Muni because she's a local girl. Jason Gautier, who was the prince in Cinderella, was in Bring It On. And he's been in three Muni musicals. So there's a lot of connections to that because the Fox theatricals did well with it. Mm. You know, it was nominated for a Tony. Right. So I think it's going to be one or the other. And then I think because Singing in the Rain did so well, I think they might do a, an American in Paris because it's got that old nostalgic And it feel has a 45-minute dance to close out the it's Show. a beautiful the one that was on tour at the Fox was absolutely gorgeous, it. wasn't it? Was it? Mm-hmm. But it has that World War Two flavor too, which is like a nostalgic Which is what the old people like. Yeah. The so old that's people. what yeah, so that's what people. I'm thinking. This is what but, I like. But I'm trying to think of what the new what a new one is. And people love Drowsy Chaperone, but I don't know. You know, I think they're gonna mm. have to have a mix of nostalgia and new. Well, that's what Kinky Boots and Matilda were. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we have to wrap it up here because yes, we're, unlike last week where we had two hours. <laughs> yes, we have one this week, but we're so happy you joined us. Uh, yeah. uh, now that Vinny's back in school, and hopefully you can, we can come see back you again. Maybe, now, yeah. now my question is this: 
what are you all seeing this week? Because I'm not seeing anything. I, I actually just renewed. I actually emailed and I renewed my uh, thing for Loosh. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch that. All right. Yeah, I am too. I asked for a new link. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to watch that. It comes out Friday. And I'm going to watch the, the, uh, the Linda Ronstad and one. And, so and I'm going to watch I'm, Official Secrets because I random. Mark Schultz yesterday at uh, Archer Apparel. He's like, you want to watch this movie? I was like, ah, oh, you Yeah, well, he me. sent it to everybody, but yeah. it, it's, it doesn't come out till September. Yeah. yeah, so I have to... So for uh, me, it's just down the road, but now that we have an open week, I'm going to take advantage. Right. I know, it's so weird to have an open week. There's only one documentary called Honeyland about I almost want about to think that, that It Chapter 2 might sneak in next week. I do think minute. I think so, too. I think like a Tuesday screening, something like that. They're going to have to screen it. Oh, yeah, well, the, we could also talk about uh, next week. We could talk about the fall preview, what's yeah. coming up, because they're starting. We haven't gotten any word about the Goldfinch yet. No. And they're promoting the heck the hell out of it. Yeah. If you go if you go to an AMC theater, they're showing it in front of every movie. So what are we, you know, what are we going to do? But what's the movie that you most look forward to this fall? Irishman. Oh, man, Irishman. Yeah, I mean, you can't really. I mean, I, well, I, besides Star Wars. Besides, Star Wars. I want to oh, see yeah. I want to see Ad Astra because I love James Gray and Brad Pitt, and I, I know it's been delayed, but that movie looks really good. There's other stuff that's just not in my head right now. Star There's Wars, stuff. yeah, Star Wars, Star I'm Wars, a Star Wars fanatic. So, but yeah, I will watch it though. It looks good. Irishman, uh, is, yeah, Irishman looks great. I, I, I want to see I'm, Noah Baumbach. I'm, I'm gonna have to get over. De Niro's de-aging. It just looks a little <laughs> bit weird. I mean, you know, even in like the Gemini Man, that doesn't look too bad with Will Smith. His de aging, but I think in, in, in a couple of scenes in that uh, in Irishman, it looks like Douglas in Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's like whoa, yeah. man! It's like romancing the stone, like warped. <laughs> <laughs> it's like warped. It's like oh no! And the Cardinals just sent out the email for everyone to vote whether you want games to stay at six forty-five next year or not. So vote. you know, I, I almost kind of like it, but it gets me on the road sooner. Right. So six forty-five. Just keep voting, 645. And also, it, it will bring out more parents and kids, too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, those school nights, it's tough. As baseball games are an average of three hours, so. At least. At least. I mean, and, and you know, you get all these baseball players that want to step out of the box and, you know, hold the ball on the mound for an extra three minutes. Ugh. Just throw the ball. So we're going to wrap up this summer next week, and it's been a pleasure. Dan, where can we find you? I am at on KSDK News, uh, writing about pretty much everything except for hockey, which I write at St. Louis Game Time. I am on Twitter at, at Buff82, possibly in the near future on Show Me St. Louis. We think so. Uh, my name is Carl Middleman. You can hear me on the Entercom series of radio stations, which includes KMOX, even though I'm not allowed to really talk on there because of union issues. You. Of course. Astra. But you can hear me on uh, News Talk 1120 KMOX and FM News Talk 97.1. Sometimes you can hear me on Y98. KZK or now 963. You are radio everyman. But you can also hear me every Saturday night with Max Foisey, Max on Movies on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm everywhere. You can follow me online underscore Carl the Intern on Twitter and Instagram. Print online radio and podcast. That's me. So I'm in the TimesNewspapers.com, Webster Kirkwood Times, South County Times, and West End Word. And I am uh, on KTRS with Jay and Ray on Thursday evenings. Yes, you are. And I'm here with you, you guys. You say that with the utmost thing. Jane Ray. Jane Ray. It's fun. It's fun to yeah. talk with them. 
How's Ray doing? Ray's good. He always looks up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes what the critic score is and what the oh, public yeah, so score is. Oh, yeah, so he tells you, oh, we're at a 52, Lynn. What do you think? No, no. And uh, so he, except Rotten Tomatoes is not necessarily I know. credible. You have to go to, to the top critics. That's what I do. Well, he likes that I go against the grain sometimes, oh, yeah. and, and he likes that. So Does Ray see movies? No. Okay. But he likes hearing about him. He okay. wants to hear and, about him. He, he and, wants to hear uh, critiques. They were very intrigued with the David Crosby one and with the with the you know with the Boomer era I stuff. I just say Cameron. Nobody could have gotten it out of David Crosby except for Cameron. But Crow. he doesn't. He's just the interviewer. He didn't direct it. It's yeah, so no, weird. It's weird. AJ yeah. Eaton. But don't you think he had? But the archival footage of that is and amazing. Cameron Crowe is in the. Uh, Linda Ronstadt documentary as well. Yeah, of course, he's he's the music guy. Mm-hmm. He's because well, he was a, he was a writer. Yeah, I mean you can tell that. I mean I said there's only one person that could have gotten those words out of him, and that is Cameron Crowe. Well, oh, I it's so candid and compelling. Once this movie is out, I think that uh, David Crosby will reconcile with Nash and Stills. Is that Christmas special was? Agonizing. Oh my gosh! Oh, that was the Silent Night and the Obamas I mean, are sitting they're just there. Like everybody's booing. Obama's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, and their <laughs> harmony. If you if if you do anything, but go to were, YouTube and see "Helplessly Hoping," which is also in the Natalie favorite. Hartman my movie. favorite part was where he talks about his girlfriend who died. You can see <gasps> David Crosby mm. just broken up about that. Oh, and how the way he describes Joni Mitchell that she's the best singer songwriter yeah. of all of us, and he said damaged. Brilliant, mm-hmm. and it's just the way he and just. She, and she was people. the best with Graham. <laughs> yeah, you you can he, you hear a guy who's finally at peace with who he is, and and that's why he's very candid about his life. It's so, but when he, he says die anytime, yeah, he, he goes. He takes, why he takes are a lot you? of shots at himself? Yeah, it's like why? Yes, but he also why took do you think you're still Daryl Hannah? He did. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's very candid, yeah. and and he tells it like it is, and he's he the doesn't be- watch Kill Bill. That's the reason he has. He takes shots at Daryl Hannah. <laughs> well, he's the best. He's the best person in that Echo in the Canyon movie. I, I felt like that one. again, that yeah. one kind of came. Yes, but and you went. know what? He also likes to take credit for being the voice and the first. I was the first one in Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But um, but his picture's <laughs> not on the wall. You know why? Because nobody likes you, David. Yeah, yeah. But if you listen to the Crosby, Stills, and Nash, two time rock and roll inductee, dog. Yeah. He wants to be in one more time. Just yeah. To well, piss they off should be yeah. in with a Young because. Young did at I mean They're Ohio. All of them are in there twice. Neil I, Young I is in there Echo with the Buffalo because, Springfield because I love Tom Petty. I should watch Echo in the Canyon. Right, Buffalo Springfield. I have the best of. <laughs> I, I love those Tom guys. Petty, by the way. Oh Everyone yeah. Does. Well, them all. Well, we could talk about music forever because that's one. Go of to the things. doctor if you hurt your hip. But listen to helplessly <laughs> Quit taking fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. Um, fentanyl is bad. But but do listen to um, Look at helplessly us. hoping. I know. And hey, I did not get drugs from the dentist because they don't give opioids don't anymore. Don't do it, Lynn. They just give you ibuprofen because of the whole crisis. Right. That's what. Uh, Never mind. That's Could what they Wanda give you the Sykes big says. Ibuprofen tablets. No, they just said go take go three, home. go three two hundred milligrams <laughs> My wife at once. I went medicine one time, and I guess they gave her the big Ibuprofen tablets. I was like, Whoa. yeah, the ones that have take like two of those. He's like, you're eight hundred milligrams. Good. Yeah, it's like pain. I just got hit in the head with a hammer. I didn't even feel it. All right. All right. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye bye.